0: Welcome to The Faith of My Uncle, a podcast by a former fundamentalist and broadly even an old school presbyter who's hooked on the writings. Of this podcast serves in the writings of the fathers. I don't read Greek or Hebrew or Latin, Aramaic, or any other dead languages, so all my reading translations made in the past one hundred and fifty. I just like reading the writings, however pedantic. In this episode, we are going left off last time. Origin, of this one is actually Peter made the confession of God. So this is Matthew sixteen. We'll read that for Commentary by ord. So here we go. Matthew sixteen. From that time Jesus began to show his disciples must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elden scribes and be killed, and on the third day ray Peter took him aside and began to rebel. Far be it from me, this shall never happen. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, you are a hind for you are not setting your mind on the commentary twelve starting with. The rebuke of Peter and he answered, and Peter took him and began to rebuke him. God be propitious to the Lord. This shall never happen. And he said, "Get thee behind me! Sin. Thou art a stumbling block unto me, for thou mindest not the things of God, but of man." Since Jesus had begun to show his disciples must go into and suffer many things, Peter, up to this point, learning the beginnings of those things were shown. But since he thought that the sufferings were unworthy of Christ, the Son of the Living God, and below the dignity of the Father who had revealed to him so great things about Christ, for the things that concerned his coming suffering had not been revealed to him. On this account, he took him and, as one forgetful of the honor due to the Christ and of the Son of the living God neither does nor anything worthy of rebuke, he began to rebuke him, and as to one who needed propitiation, for he did not yet know that Christ had set him for propitiation through faith in his blood. He said, God be propitious to approving his purpose indeed, but rebuking his ignorance because of the purpose being right, he says to him, Get thee behind me, as to one who, by reason of the things of which he was ignorant, added and spake not Rightly, had abandoned the following of Jesus because of his ignorance as to one who had something antagonistic of God. He said, Satan, word for adversary. But if Peter had not spoken from ignorance, nor rebuked the son of the living God, saying to him, God, be," this shall never be unto thee. Christ would not have said to him, get thee behind me, as to one who had given up being behind him and following him. Nor would he have said as to one who had spoken things adverse to what he had said, Satan. But Now Satan prevailing over him who had followed Jesus was going behind him to turn aside from following him and from being behind the son of God and to make him by reason of the words he spoke in ignorance worthy of being called Satan and a stumbling block to the son of God and is not minding the things of God but the things of men. But that Peter was formerly behind the son of God before he committed the sin is manifest from the words. Come ye behind me and I will make you fishers. Moving on to section 22, uh, we'll read a short passage as follows. But you will compare together his saying to Peter, Get thee behind me. With that said to the devil, who said to him, All these things will I give... Thee, if thou wilt fall down in worship. get thee hence without the addition behind me. For to be behind Jesus is a good thing. Wherefore it was said, Come ye behind me, and I will make you fishers of men. And to the same effect is the saying, He that doth not take his cross and follow behind me is not worthy of you. And as a general principle, observe the expression behind, because it is a good thing when anyone goes behind the Lord God and is with the Christ. But it is the opposite when one casts the words of God behind him, or when he transgresses the commandment which says, Do not walk behind thy lust. And Elijah, also in the third book of Kings, says to the people, How long Halt ye on both your knees. If God is the Lord, go behind Him. But if Baal is the Lord, go behind. Him. So when you look at these passages, you get a kind of interesting close. Peter, shall we say, uh, the way say the way? Uh, origin you know, Peter considered the sufferings that Christ had prophesied about Himself was to be unbecoming of God. in The text, being that Peter was pretty impetuous, for God, his place kind of before Christ. Who, if you think about it, he just said, "Hey, you're God." And Peter kind of goes, Jesus, here's what's actually good for you. Listen to me. And so Christ says, No, 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 get behind me. And that's another way of saying, Follow me. So similarly to when He said Levi, the tax collector, He said, Follow me. And He said to Peter and He said John, Follow me. Peter had forgotten who his master was, no longer following, deceived by Satan. So Jesus calling him back from that deception to follow Him again. You know, he, he goes on a little further and talks about how this term get behind, which in a lot of translations would be translated as follow. You know, he often has the significance of following, you know, spoken of as, as a positive verb, commanding obedience to Jesus. You know, he gave the example of Matthew 4, 19, says follow me. And it also has a negative connotation. Its origin says when you cast the word of God behind you, you sin against the law of God. He gives the example, he says, the third book of Kings, it's in our modern translation. that's First Kings eighteen twenty one, where Elijah is at Carmel. And he's having the big comedy prophets of Baal and the two altars set up. They do all the ritual and God sends down fire on the altar. And so Elijah says, hey, are you going to follow God or are you going to follow man? So anyway, now you have kind of hear... Origin's let's think about it a little bit. In this passage, just after this is just after the one where he's reading of the text of Christ's statement to Peter about building his church upon the rock. Origen continues his close analysis of his words in the following interaction with Peter. This rebuke that he gives in contrast to the previous interaction was thing not or not or Origin did it not as a message directly to Peter, but this kind of been about all those who make the confession. In this case, Jesus Origin sees Peter as being directly rebuked by Jesus' expression, being saying get behind me, Satan. Seems like an odd way somebody who you just said had received a revelation from the Father. So Origen interprets this rebuke to say something like, Peter, I know you think you're honoring me, but you don't understand the full plan of God. So just follow me. In other words, Peter, come along behind me. Don't stand in front of me telling me what is and isn't good for me. He empathizes Peter's mistake by calling him Satan, showing him that not only was he wrong about Jesus' coming, crucifixion, being unworthy of him, he was acting like he was following Satan and doing so. So My question would be to Origen, is that really what Jesus is saying? So, you know, especially with this word, get behind me, being equivalent to follow me. You know, I don't read Greek. I'm relying on what you know the authors tell me. And so I don't really know for sure. But to put things in perspective, I I looked at Calvin's commentary on the same thing. And Calvin has a a slightly different take on things. He sees Peter as almost speaking for like all the disciples and saying, Lord, say it ain't so. You're not going to die. You can't suffer. You're a king. To which... Calvin quotes the Lord rebuking Job, saying, Shall anyone teach God? which is a statement from 40. And Calvin quotes that as emphasizing you know, Jesus' emphasis rebuking Peter. He paints Peter's words in a much more negative light than it does, basically saying that Peter had given it a sin and was thinking that he knew better than God and gives a very human and perhaps even, you might say, angry tone, saying something like, Peter, stop listening to Satan and get out of my way. But both commentators make the same basic point, that Peter is not thinking rightly when he challenges Christ's prophecy about his coming death. But nuance from origin is not one I would have ever thought when reading this passage. I've always read this passage purely in light of just basically calling Peter a son of the devil and telling him to get his act together, go, which would have served Peter right if that's an accurate read of rebuke. But if you're willing to unpack it a little bit and think about the particular words Christ used, there is much more that can be brought out of the text without doing violence to the author. And with so, as with so much in scripture, if we have the right foundation for our interpretation, that God is the inspired author of all of scripture and superintends the placement of every single word throughout it, then surely it should be a good thing to read scripture closely and analyze all the various angles and nuances of meaning with each text. We always allow scripture as the, the guiding principle. So at a more basic level, is it this is a helpful way to understand this text quote making get behind me if to follow me certainly i think the primary focus of the text is just condemning a sinful spirit that thinks it knows what is right rather than But the flip side of that condemnation is the call to follow jesus, jesus came to seek and to save the lost he wrought the sword of justice and the sacrifice of him. he came to condemn sin in the flesh but also to save mankind from that sin if nothing else jesus was using strong language to jar peter out of his myopic view of christ and his promise peter who in the previous passage had made the good confession acknowledging the divinity and lordship of christ is now telling the same jesus he's wrong to prophesy his own death in the hand of sinners. While he knew that Christ was Lord, his understanding of that lordship was faulty. He needed to set him straight. So at his heart, it was a gracious repeat. Peter heard the message loud and clear. Stop being deceived by the devil and follow me. Believe the confession you just made about me and don't let sinful arrogance continue. Jesus wasn't here to build a political kingdom and Peter needed to be reminded of that over and over and over again.